0: Hey, what's up? It's your boy, Corey Deanna-Lewis, founder of The Healthy Project and host of The Healthy Project podcast. My mission is to bring awareness to health and wellness concerns that are impacting our communities. On this podcast, you'll learn strategies to improve your health from health professionals from around the world that are trying to make an impact in people's lives. Enjoy. Enjoy. Hello, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Healthy Project podcast. I am your host, Corey Dion Lewis. Thank you so much for listening. Today's episode is a recap from my last interview with Dr. Shaw, Chief Medical Officer, Broadlawn's Medical Center. It's actually the medical center that I provide services for um, as a clinical health coach. So I was super excited when he agreed to be on the podcast uh, because he is truly trying to make this community a, a healthier environment for people, and I, I really believe that. And so, it was great to get his two cents on health disparities and equity, social determinants of health, and you know what his thoughts were. You know, going forward, especially during a pandemic. So this is something I'm tr- I'm trying out. Let me know what you guys think. You know, my my goal is after every interview I have just to do a recap. You know, of my thoughts. I noticed that, you know, I don't really give my two cents a whole lot because that's what I have a guest for, <laughs> for them to talk about the topic that they're passionate about. And some of these topics I'm also passionate about as well. So not only do I want to do these recaps, I also want to do more podcast episodes about behavior change. You know, that's that's kind of my thing as, you know, as a clinical health coach. If you guys like these, just let me know, you know, and, and I will do a lot more of them. And keep them coming for you. So, but today, you know what I really want to talk about. There's there are a few things from the episode that I want to talk about and expand on. Healthcare's role in, in disparities, how to make health equity, you know, a strategic priority. Um, socioeconomic economic determinants of health. And you know health system community collaborations, um, which is super critical. And and at the end of the episode, if you called it, Doctor Shaw talked about um, a project that we were doing with a local church. It's just uh, amazing. We've had a lot of success with it, and I I think those those things are really really important. But first, I want to kind of define health. Inequities, you know, the World Health Organization defines health inequities, you know, as, you know, systemic differences in the health status of different population groups. These inequities have significant social and economic costs, both to individuals and societies. As a clinical health coach at a safety net hospital, this is my life, right? I see a lot of people that are affected by just straight up lack of resources it's not that they don't want to make these changes it's not that they like that their blood sugar is high it's not that they like that their last a1c check was an 11 and they're like well you know whatever they want to make these changes but they don't see the light at the end of the tunnel or they don't see the hope i guess because of their their lack of resources so it's real out here Right, so let's let's talk about that first thing though, because uh, I can go on a tangent. <laughs> I can go on a tangent. So, an NCBI article um, states that you know the patient race slash ethnicity has been shown to influence physician interpretation of patients' complaints and ultimately clinical decision making. Um, the literature shows that clinicians have biases towards certain populations that impede their ability to provide effective care. Now, I've seen this firsthand. If A a lot of you may not know my story, but I actually moved my mom to live with me because of the fact that her providers weren't listening to her and providing her the appropriate care that she needed. And I've heard this from so many women, specifically women of color, who go to the hospital and don't feel like their doctor's listening to them or they just don't feel like they're taking them seriously. And you hear about these stories about doctors thinking that black women or black people in general have a higher pain tolerance. What kind of goofiness is that? Like, this this is crazy, but this is the things that people go through and, and this really influences their care. So that's why when... I talk about preventative services with an African American man, they are like, "No, nah, I'm good. I'm, I I don't need it because I feel good now, and if I go to the hospital, something bad's going to happen." I've had those conversations. It sucks. It really sucks. So over time, you know, these biases become instil- institutionalized and harder to eliminate you know given that the perceived quality of healthcare you know or the lack of healthcare can significantly impact health outcomes so we're talking about know, adherence to medical advice cancer screenings and recommendations like i kind of talked about the conversations i've had with with men of color um medication adherence you know many health systems find themselves in these vicious cycles of health inequities and poor health outcomes you know, health systems you know exacerbate you know their their health inequity problems when they don't have the required you know data. So, like the socioeconomic or healthcare delivery structure um, to discover you know the correct disparities. So, given that health disparities are shaped by multiple determinants of health, so we're talking about social economic, environmental, you know, structural. A lot of the things that Dr. Shaw talked about in in the episode, um achieving health equity requires engagement from not just healthcare. We can't put this all just on healthcare. You no, this is but also education, um transportation that was really heavy in the episode. Housing, you know, Dr. Shaw talked about housing and um not just for just to have a roof over your head, but how that helps with Someone's, you know, being able to get going to the hospital and, and you know, and not, and not no showing and, and being ad- adherent to what their doctor wants them to do. Um, you know, planning, you know, public health, which is big, big light on public health, uh, you know, past couple of years and many other industries and businesses, you know, so achieving health equity. It is definitely, as we talked about, a community effort. This is a community wide effort. So, you know, how to make health equity a priority. So healthcare professionals can, you know, and, and we should play a major role in trying to improve health outcomes for disadvantaged populations, right? So, you know, healthcare organizations, you know, committed to outcomes, you know, improvements must also be committed to health equity. And this starts this starts at the top. This starts at leadership. This needs to be a leadership driven priority. Uh, there's an article that I found and I'll link it in the description of this episode called, uh, the health equity, the health equity must be strategic priority article. It outlines five ways health systems can make health equity a core strategy. So I'll list these word for word, right? So one, make health equity a leader driven priority. Uh, healthcare leaders must articulate, act on, and build the vision into all decisions. Two, develop structures and processes that support equity. Health systems must dedicate resources and establish a governance structure to oversee the health equity work. Three, take specific actions that address the social determinants of health. Health systems must identify these health disparities and the needs and assets of people who face disparities and then act to close the gaps. Some patient populations need additional support to achieve the same health outcomes as other patient populations. Um, they need someone to drive them to appointments. They need home visits, etc. Uh, four, confront institutional racism within the organization. Health systems must identify I address and dismantle the structures, policies, and norms that per- per- perpetuate race-based advantage. And five, partner with community organizations. And a lot of these things. It was a great article, like I said. But a lot of these things, Doctor Shaw talked about. Doctor Shaw talked about let's just stop front. There's health. There's there's racism in health in healthcare. That's that's whack. So we got to change that. Obviously. Talk, getting to people where they're at is important. So partnering with the community within the community that you're trying to serve, right? That is so important. These these organizations within in the community, this the community has a trust. They trust them. They trust what they're what they're about. Hopefully, hopefully, you know, your organization or these organizations that you're trying to partner with have, you know, a trust with with their community. And and that, that plays a, that plays a big role. And if you can make that connection and that, and be, it, you know, be a team, uh, you can save a lot of lives and improve the health of a lot of people. So if you're listening, uh, and you're a, a healthcare professional, you're a health and wellness coach, um, you work in a healthcare setting or you have your own private practice, what can you do to, um, Help improve health inequities um, and disparities, and improve the the health and the lives of those that are around you. Right? You do what we talked about in the episode, which I really appreciated, and it was meeting people where they are. That's what we do already. That's that is a core staple of health coaching. You meet people where they are in their health and wellness journey. And that's the same thing you have to do when you're trying to help someone within your community, within your city, improve their health. Not everyone's going to have the same resources that you have. That's one thing I had to learn when I was a young health coach and realizing that, oh, oh, crap. Not everybody can go to the grocery store and just go get, um, fruits and vegetables. We had, we got to be creative about this. Or I work with a lot of patients that have to wait until that foods, that food card re up before they can do anything. And for a few weeks, it's, it's ramen. This, this is life. We have to meet people where they are. And that's just, that's just it. So the same way you have to meet someone where they're at when you're working with them within your health and wellness practice, you got to you got to meet people where they're at within their community. If they can't meet you at your office, you go to them. Right? If you, if it's in your heart to to help them, hey, where you at? Pull up. Let's go. You going to go to the coffee shop? It might be loud. I got you. Let's go. You want to you want to do it over the phone? Let's do it. You can't you can't come in. I do that a lot. I have a lot of people who um, n- use public transportation to come see me. If it's difficult, it's all good. I would love to see you in person because there are there are a lot of things that you can read about somebody in person and really get down to. Um, you do a lot of good work in person, but you can also do a lot of good work over the phone. And if the patient can't come and see you and they're constantly can't can- canceling you're not doing any work at all. So what would you rather have? Right? So meeting people where they are to me is super important. That's why we're going out and building relationships with organizations within the community. That's why we're doing these things that we're doing because If your goal is to improve the health of your community, you got to do what you got to do. They're not always going to come to you because as we know with social determinants, social determinants of health and health disparities, they always, they can't always come to you. All right, guys, thank you for listening to me ramble. Um, this is this is really weird talking to yourself, but talking to somebody if that makes sense. like I'm talking to somebody. somebody's gonna listen to this, but I'm by myself just talking. this is this is weird, but I really, really enjoy it. If you enjoyed this episode, um, please give it a review, share with your people. Um, I always enjoy the love. If you ever want to get a hold of me, you can always reach me on all my social media platforms at Corey Dion Lewis, um, LinkedIn, Instagram, uh, Facebook. Please go to um, the healthy if you want to listen to any of the old episodes, um, you know, email me at Corey at thehealthyproject.co. Um, join that mailing list. I got some really cool things coming up um, that I'm excited to share uh, with you guys. Um, but hey, I'm going to stop. <laughs> Thank you for listening. I'll highlight at you next time.